Oh, he froze. Oh, no. No, he's looking at his phone. He's actively looking at his phone right now. Oh, no. Maybe he's playing audio from it, but... Can we do a podcast? Reviewing a podcast? <sighs> Dude, I've thought about it. <laughs> I thought, like, the that was an idea, like... Podcast. Like, I'll pick an episode of a podcast, and we'll recap it. Yeah. Like, I've thought about doing that, but... We should do that of, like... I don't think we should ever go into, like, what do we do a best of? Or, you know, if there's ever a situation where we're, like, hey, only one of us is free to do this, maybe we uh, review one of our original podcasts. Like, oh, my one God. Of ten, one of the, the first oh. ten. <laughs> which, honestly, still probably my favorite was, like, episode two, maybe three. You mean the one with uh, Mike? <laughs> the Mike and the... And the the food from oh uh, god the guy with name, but... the one guy with one arm or the food from oh my uh, god i completely forgot yeah, about the guy that with was all arm. one episode that might have been our best episode ever ever <laughs> oh god you're right <laughs> so what's up everybody welcome to the big ten rich podcast kenny with the night off at soccer practice which i'm thrilled to hear about uh, i don't know maybe uh, just growing up as playing sports and being a sports fan and Seeing Kenny taking his son to soccer is yeah. Oh, see, see, my my viewpoint of it is I'm I'm excited for his son getting into sports. It's always a good time. Kenny as a sports dad, yeah, I am interested in that. Yeah, I am very interested in that. And I I, and I already know what wavelength you're on with this because uh, I'm on the same. Like uh, until things go kind of (laughs) crazy, Kenny's reaction. (laughs) Like, how is he going to deal with, like, oh, just the just the mental pretzel he's going to put himself in yeah. with being a sports dad? I can't wait. It's going to be yeah. great. Um, I will. I, I'm all for it. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for Ashton. I'm excited for Mindy. They, they, they're going into this, <laughs> this portion world. of their lives. Yeah, like yeah. organized sports. It's, it's a whole thing. Because, like, you know, you coach. I've coached. Kenny, I don't think ever really coached or played anything, so it's like we kind of have been have lived that life a little bit, not with our own kids, obviously, but um, you know, getting to watch this from afar is going to be fun. Yeah, like he's gonna he's gonna say stuff, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, did you know shin guards were? 50 bucks for See, I don't think he, I don't think he'll care about like no, price probably and won't. stuff like that. He probably won't cuz he'll probably be the one that's spending like hey <laughs> I'm going to get these $200 <laughs> ones because no no. See, that's where you're wrong. Ashton's going to be like dad, I need shin guards and Kenny will take three the whole season to decide <laughs> to on a pair, the best pair of shin guards. And then when he gets the pair that he finally likes, there's like a new pair that comes out that's a little bit better. And he's like, I can't get those. We're going to have to wait for these to come out. Next season, oh, you'll get shin guards. We're going to have to get on the sneakers version of shin guards. <laughs> We're in line, be, son. We're in line. It won't be that bad, but that's the the idea. Like That's where my head's at with... Kenny getting into organized sports with his son, being a sports dad. Yeah. I'm just, um, I'm just happy for him to learn soccer rules, too. Oh, God. Oh, that's because I don't even know that. Like, as big of a sports guy I am, I don't I couldn't tell you all the hockey. I mean, soccer. 
rules. Well, that's just going to get worse. That's just going to make Kenny worse, especially with sports betting. He's going to go. Oh, no. He's <laughs> all him. in now that he knows rules. MLS and betting. Can oh, you yeah. bet on like the, uh, I'm sure you can, on like the uh, Premier League and stuff? Like the more... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can bet. Dude, you can bet on German leagues. Saudi, it's the, the amount of soccer leagues that you that there are out there that are available yeah. for gambling is insane one thing insane. I'm, I'm excited about if, if they do get into soccer I, and i get the opportunity to like hook them up with some nashville sc tickets or something yeah um, that'd be cool oh yeah for sure and you know and ashton may be one of those kids like there's a lot of kids out there that like playing it but hate watching it yeah like, well, I'll say this. Uh, the Nashville Soccer Club puts on a good atmosphere here in Nashville. There's a, That park, is their their stadium is, is really, really nice. I like it more than any other stadium in Tennessee at the moment. Yes. And um, the concessions there, that's what's going to get Kenny. He's going to be... Oh, he's, he's, he's down with that. Because there's so many good ones. There's There's, like, they have the best concessions in any stadium that I've been in. Like, any stadium. Because well, see, they, they all have the like really good local places. Yeah, and the prices aren't too terrible. Like I got so one of my favorite places is is an empanada place that's in there, and it has the best empanadas I've ever ate in my life, uh, called Chivada. And I think it's like you get like if you get like they're just regular empanadas, you get like two pretty good sized empanadas, and it comes with sauce, and it's like twelve bucks. Well, that's nice. It's not bad for, you know, that's not terrible. Right. It's basically a meal. But they have some really good places inside there. They have a rock and dough pizza. They have a... They ha- the only thing that's crazy is, like, their beer is probably over too expensive. So that kind of uh, maybe makes up for the concessions not being too bad. Well, it's pretty much every stadium, though. And, but I feel like they have to really go over and beyond um, with food because they're trying to attract certain, you know, like certain, they're trying to attract Nashvilleians to the stadium, which come to find out they haven't had a problem doing. No, I think they're like one of the top teams as far as attendance. There's there's some groups that like make fun of because they'll announce an attendance and you're like yeah that's that's probably tickets distributed <laughs> they're not yeah. actually here they're counting I mean the thing is you can't I mean you can count tickets scanned but I don't know I think when they always announce attendances it's always going to be a little higher than it than it actually is right but uh yeah it's a good time there I mean. It's a real, real fun with. They do a great job. The the back line there does, you know, has all the like drums and stuff that they got going on. That's where I think that when you go and you're like, oh yeah, this is different. I mean, most soccer stadiums have a back line that does all that, but for people that aren't used to that or know about that, it's definitely something to. Um, when you get in and you're like, oh, that's that's really unique. That's cool. I think, uh, you know, I hope it's around for a while. Yeah, and yeah. hopefully they're, they're, they'll be a good team for a while. 
because they're pretty good right now. That's, That's cool. always been a good you know success, just like the Titans when they came here and was just I mean went to the Super Bowl first year was good in the play deep in the playoffs each year their you know first five six years. I mean it it helps tremendously with that getting a fan base. Oh, I just wanted to just breaking news. Uh oh, Sports Scope out on the Celtics this year. <laughs> that's the name. That's the title. Uh-oh. Just just that's. I know we're we're not. I know we're on the at the Eastern Conference Finals, but he uh, is officially I mean, out. And now I'm saying this without watching a minute of it, but he is officially out on the Celtics. I mean, Miami's doing their thing, though. I, I just, dude, it's you can't you can't say you're out on a team this far you into know, the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only four left, so. <laughs> narrow it down yeah uh, uh oh i mean go ahead what's crazy is like you know how some people talk about the matrix and how things are a flat circle well this nba playoffs is identical to the bubble playoffs in 2020 the one that said everybody says thing. doesn't count so yeah. now it counts so yeah evidently i was in a bubble because i don't even remember the lakers winning that year i don't i didn't even know that lebron's won a championship with the lakers i started watching it because uh john howard you remember john played basketball with us a couple times um kind of hung out i worked with him at national dental i think you met him like once um, super nice guy yeah maybe he, maybe um but like he was, <laughs> was like it, was he there for the infamous uh basketball game no 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 no, no. Oh, okay he wasn't there for that but he uh he was like hey have you watched any of the playoffs yet i go no he goes he's like it's not that good but you need to watch a heat game. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, they're just fun to watch. And this yeah. is really when Tyler hero took off. Um, and so I started watching it. I was like, Oh yeah, man, it is actually, it is fun. And then you got into it. People forget, uh, Russell Westbrook's brother got kicked out of a game. <laughs> but, and you got to think there's nobody in there to watch these games. So yeah. To get kicked out is really hard to You're do. Doing something. Right. And so, like, he started talking, like, yelling at, uh, I forgot who it was on the court. And <laughs> they were so they, quiet in there. It's like, yeah. Like, Everybody <laughs> heard what was going on. There was, a, he almost, <laughs> he almost got in a fight. Yeah. With, with a player on, so, it was, dude, it was wild. Um, there was the one player who left to go to the, uh, which strip club was it in? I believe it was in Atlanta. Because, uh, they have wings, like his favorite oh, yeah. wings are at that strip club or whatever. Magic Lou, City. yeah, Magic City. And so he has like lemon pepper wings named after him. And so he <laughs> left to go there to get wings and came back. He got kicked out. There was so much crazy stuff that happened that in was, the bubble. I do remember that. There was, the need, bubble was, got burst, uh, I guess, when everybody started going into Magic City. Dude, I, I need a book to come out about what really happened in the bubble. I mean, do Dude, a 30 that, for 30. Yes. Some, but like ESPN is going to do nothing funny. Like I want like what happened in the bubble. You know what I mean? From like, players and people that were there. Yeah. Like you, did you ever hear about Jimmy Butler buying up all the coffee? No. So Jimmy Butler, uh, started a coffee company while in the bubble. And he would charge like $20 a cup. 
what he would do is, is he would go and buy up all the coffee so <laughs> no one could get any. Oh, supply and demand. And so he like, dude, that right there is worth a 30 for 30 in itself. Yeah. Because when he left the bubble, he started his own coffee company, like coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember now. And so like like one of his coaches were like, they're like, so what do you do? He's like, well, like, how do you stay up and watch film and stuff like that? He's really hard. I do get care packages from my family. But when I run out of coffee, you know, I have to go spend money with Jimmy. And they're like, Baby, he doesn't cut you a break. He's like, Jimmy doesn't cut anybody a break. <laughs> and so, like, Good old Jimmy. Jimmy Butler, if anything, is always going to, you know, take care of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's what that I, that needs to come out sometime soon. I need I need a history of the bubble. Behind the scenes, whole episode based on the coffee. I don't care if just not well that just uh, yeah an episode on that or a chapter on that. Yeah, I just need a book or a documentary, something about the bubble. Yeah, all the weird and crazy stuff that was going on that nobody like that we kind of know about but we don't know about. Yeah, because I think you were only allowed like one to two family members. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Like, it seems so far, so long ago now, and it really wasn't. And maybe it was just because during that time, everything just seemed like, I mean, everything was at a stop. So I was uh, talking with somebody the other day of just how crazy things were during that time and how the whole world had to adjust. And then it was like the phases of, like, being locked down on COVID where you had the early phase with uh, freaking um, Joe Exotic <laughs> on Dude, Netflix. It was like week one. Yeah. The city like, gets, not this that is bad. what's <laughs> crazy is the city. This is, this is how not that long ago it was this, the city shut down. Nashville shut down the whole world a week, shut down a week or two weeks before the NCAA tournament. Yeah, because we uh, our radio station was at the SEC tournament literally the second that they were like, hey, uh, everything's shutting down. And so our broadcast team had to like leave Bridgestone Arena to come back to the station. And um, it was just an eerie thing. And we're like, yeah. Whoa. And that was kind of the start of everything just like because it was like one by one. It was like dominoes falling. I think it's getting shut down or canceled. And you're like, oh, crap. And Richard, if you if you remember correctly, we were at the most a month removed or a month from just getting hit by a massive tornado. That was weeks. Yeah, it weeks. was in the same okay. month. Okay, so it was in March. It was early March, right? Yeah. So like we had just got hit by a massive tornado. Then COVID hits. Yeah. COVID stretches all the way to December, and then there's a bomb. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which tell, uh, tell me another major city. Tell me another major city that has had a run like that. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. Uh, which even reading that about that bomber guy, looking like into that 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 dude was out there. 
Oh yeah. In like I mean, it had to have been to do what he did, but still, I still like remember because I don't want to get into what I did while I was in Nashville because I'm kind of still related to it. But I remember like when they showed pictures of his house. Yeah. I know I've driven by that house. I know I've been, I was <laughs> in that neighborhood, and I was just like, that's that's crazy. I mean, I have absolutely nothing to do with it, but yeah, I was right there. <laughs> well, what's crazy is, is you know where I've kind of worked and, and made a lot of friends in the haunt business. That guy's yeah. name had the same name as one of the owners of that haunt business, right? And everybody was like getting them confused, and it was so many similarities that I started believing it. So I had to start hitting up my friends and be like, wait a second. Is What's that so and so or is or is this not? And then and then the family that came out and was like, Hey, this is not me, you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, and you see, I don't know, do you remember that people thought it was a a drone strike there for a little bit? No, that's but oh you don't I remember mean, that? There were groups of people going barely, around. Saying, but you know, oh, oh such a strange time. Dude. Oh my god. I mean I feel like everybody's a conspiracy theorist after after going through that with certain things and after this last president presidency and this presidency, but um, who knows, man? Like I was seeing some stuff. I had to get off Twitter the other day just because you start seeing things and you're just like, man, I don't even want to do this right now. No, like, dude, it's <laughs> it's 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 social media fatigue for sure. Where I'm just like. I remember one day I got on Instagram, I saw a post and I was like, I'm not going to do this. So I just hopped on Facebook and instantly was like, yeah, I'm not here for back on the internet today. (laughs) And then for some odd reason, I thought I'd be able to have fun on Twitter. (laughs) I I was just like, I'm not supposed to be on my phone right now. That's all I just told myself. I'm not supposed to be on my phone. You have to shut it down every now and then. Yep. So I got on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) uh that it didn't help much i think that's such a fun funny habit like you'll be on one it's like nope and then go to another one it's like nope and you almost i almost do the same thing when i'm looking at i'll hop on netflix and be like ah nothing here go to hulu ah nothing here go to prime and you're like what am i doing (laughs) yeah it's become the refrigerator you remember when you were young you would go to look yeah it's the same thing it's always going to be the same thing but I just warn you, you may want to start saving some shows because of the writer strike. There's a writer strike. There's a writer strike. I don't know if it's officially started, but it has kind of so start pulling episodes. Like, luckily, I'm caught up in everything I want to watch. Well, they're gonna stop. There's not gonna be anything new. Like, it's gonna be. Oh, I you that. don't. You don't remember it when the last one hit. Was in the early 2000s, I want to say, and it just everything not just in kind of 2000. Maybe, maybe not, it not had maybe. to be for some reason. I want to say like 2007. I'm probably wrong, but <clears throat> there was a writer strike then, session. <laughs> and you could tell, you could tell when the there were writers in there. And you could tell when they were just finishing stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to finish writing the season. We got to cram it all into this. And so it just, everything got really bad and just shows stopped abruptly. 
And so it's all they're saying it's all going to kind of happen again. Um, they're not green lighting any new episodes. They're just going to start running. You know, they may have a show they want to debut and they may push that debut up early. Like everything's just kind of up in the air as of what's going to happen right now, because right now, I don't know if you realize this or not, but writers don't have streaming rights. They go, they get nothing from streaming. Well, that's unfortunate because everything is streaming now. Right, exactly. It's I mean, like most the, of the stuff is. I mean, I feel like the writers are always like ten years behind because when they did the uh, the earlier strike, I believe it was some of it was because of DVD rights. Oh, and so like, guess what happens yeah. when they get DVD rights? Streaming pops off, <laughs> and so yeah. they're just like, "Oh, f- you know, fuck me, I I don't have anything," and so now they're going to try to get streaming rights. Speaking Which, of streaming rights, um, ooh, is that, I, oh, look at that transition do, there. Right? <laughs> little segue. Uh, I do uh, hear that ESPN is looking to go full streaming, like. Like they're just gonna take everything on the streaming on the Disney Network or Disney Plus or something. I think it's and smart. I think have it's smart. Just all their stuff there, which they they already do. I mean, I mean, ESPN Plus is on Hulu and or that bundle with Disney and Hulu. Right. So I can see them definitely getting more into that realm because why not? I but especially if they're gonna get rights to like certain college football games or certain, you know, major sports games or the only problem with streaming sports is, is it's not live. There's always well, it's, a, it's delay. a delay. I mean, yeah. even on TV is a delay, but so streaming's it, worse. Yeah. Streaming, streaming's you're almost two minutes behind. I feel like when you stream a game, but having that said, the convenience of streaming is almost worth it. Um, I can see ESPN go straight to streaming because that way they don't have to deal with uh, like contracts anymore. They don't have to deal with um, these cable companies. Well, I mean, cable- yeah, they're, they're cutting the cord and, and they're yeah. like, I mean, they'll save so much money doing that. Plus they won't need a lot of people anymore. So they'll be able I'll to say get this. If more networks go to that, I'm definitely cutting Getting rid of DirecTV. Well, I mean, look at Sunday Ticket going to YouTube TV. Yeah. See, that, I, and I looked into that today to how easy it's going to be to get. And it's very easy. Yep. If you have a regular YouTube account, a regular YouTube account, you don't have to have YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium just doesn't have commercials. Pretty yeah. much. So if you have a regular YouTube account, you can still get you can get Sunday ticket through YouTube. Yeah. You don't have to have YouTube TV. Like everybody has a YouTube account. If you have a Google email yeah. address, you have a YouTube account. Yeah. Super simple. And I'm just sitting here thinking to myself like I had when I got Sunday ticket through Direct TV, it was the hardest thing I ever did because I can't just use like I have AT&T phones, right? Mm-hmm. I can't use that account for my Direct TV Sunday ticket. I have to create another AT&T account just to get Sunday ticket. So yeah, that's so, stupid. So, so Richard, when I call 
to try to get something done for my phones, guess what account they pull up? They pull up my DirecTV account. Yeah. Every time. I've had that. When I did have AT&T Internet and DirecTV, it was always like this back and forth thing, too. And I was just like, guys, y'all need to get get it together. Like, you're the same company. Like, uh, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Like, y'all have had it for this long, and y'all can't figure out how to talk to each other. And here's the thing, too. I've been – I've actually – um, preach this to customer service. Like, why don't y'all? Why don't? Why doesn't Directv or Xfinity have like a a la carte system where you can pick and choose like what you want versus having these packages that have half the stuff you don't even watch? When you can just okay, give me thirty five channels. All I need is thirty five channels, but I pick them because and I'll pay you fifty dollars a month. They don't have that capability to do it. Evidently not. I, I think. Plus, they're contracted with some channels that, like, hey, if you like, if you like, I just want ESPN. Damn you, they'll Bravo. Say, they'll say right. They'll say, <laughs> well, no, fuck, Bravo's the shit. Don't even now, like, boy. You better back up. <laughs> um, uh, they'll say, well, if you want ESPN, you have to have ESPN one, two, three, four, and five. And you'll yeah. go, well, I, I just want ESPN. Like, well, we can't. You have to get all of them, motherfucker. You better watch ESPN. And then show. if you if you want e- exactly, and if you want ESPN, you might as well have Spock, or Fox Gym's Sports cornhole tournament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boat. Like, and you're like, okay, well, I wanted 35 channels, and all the sports channels are 35 channels, and they're like, okay, well, there go your 30. Like, they I'd they be cool don't with that. That would be well, all I need with Directv. Jessica would hate you. Um, <laughs> she don't watch shit on TV. Does she not? She just streams everything now. Um, let me think. Well, all right. Well, there's maybe, and this is more because her mom, Survivor, which oh, okay. we could get probably through. Peacock? I mean, it, no, it, we could get probably through whatever network that's on on like Hulu Live or something. Right. It's much cheaper than Directv. Right. So yeah, if we did that, then we would whatever else we needed, we could find on a like. Like she doesn't watch like a bunch of shows, and everything I, my kids watch basically is on streaming. Right. See, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, I don't need this streaming service until something comes on. Like what I do with H, what I used to do with HBO Max. Like, yeah, I have too many services. I don't need all these services at once. So, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's funny they come in wait how much they come in waves of. Like stuff that uh that you need. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Netflix here lately, Netflix hasn't had anything at all. Yeah, not it's, not not. I'm. I watched uh this a couple. I don't know. I got into like a last week. I got into like a um uh what's it called crime um true crime doc, true crime documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> I even started watching the first forty eight a little bit. That's a great show, though. Dude, that show is so great. crazy. Um, but I watched some uh, little show on there that was about missing people and uh, and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, there's really not a whole lot on Netflix that, uh, that I'm really into right now. And it's been like, like that for a while. Right. It's like as soon as um, as soon as Sweet Tooth was over with. Oh, yeah. 
what was there to watch? Yeah. What was, like, there, it was, I was there a little was let down nothing. for the end of Sweet Tooth, too. I feel like it just kind of drug out a little bit too much. Yeah, but they're doing that with a lot of stuff. Um, I don't I don't know why, but they are. It's annoying. Yeah, um, I really like the first season, but this second season, I was kind of like, all right, it was okay, but I'm good on it. <laughs> I'm good now. Uh, well, I guess if we're gonna t- if we talk about ESPN, we got to talk about the big news. Me and you are pretty much media junkies, and <laughs> not so much Kenny, so let, we can kind of nerd out on this. Yeah. Uh, so Pat tell McAfee, me the details. Pat McAfee signing a deal with ESPN to do his show that he's been doing, the Pat McAfee Show. Right. And supposedly got a a deal where he has all the um. Like, he doesn't have to change anything. He has all the creative uh, control, and basically they're not changing anything. Supposedly they're not changing anything, which, you know, his show isn't all, like, the way for me. Like, I'll catch it if there's, like, certain people on the show that I want to hear him talk with. But um, I'm not super into the bro, I don't know what you want to call it, but... uh. I mean, ESPN's to me it shows that they're like our programming is so outdated that we have to find something like this to bring in a younger audience and and so them doing that a big deal that he signed, which is interesting because wasn't he wasn't he signed with the DraftKings or something? He walked away from a hundred and twenty million dollar contract with FanDuel. Which I don't okay. I don't know how much he had left on his contract, but for whatever I don't think Fandle I don't think him and Fandle were necessarily happy with each other. Mm. And ESPN gave him a chance to do more uh of what he loved, what he liked to do. I think he liked he also liked the idea of being on ESPN. Yeah, I I mean, it's almost like a childhood dream kind of thing, right? But it, you know, we'll see if it ends up being a best deal for him long term. Yeah, um, I'd be surprised if they stick to hey, well, you can do whatever you want kind of thing. But I almost feel like they're getting a Howard Stern in a way, where they know that he's going to push those limits and push those buttons. And so it's gonna. We're gonna see how much they're gonna take. Of I it. think he's. I think he's about to find out what it's like to work for Disney. Yeah. And he says all this stuff. He says like, "Oh, we have creative control. They're not gonna be able to tell us what to do." Blah 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 blah. Mm, nah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. Yeah, that's what I'm like. They're they're gonna have some kind of say. I don't care what you think. <laughs> yeah, they they'll, they'll they'll have final edit on stuff, but it, it it is all it is is trying to get a younger audience. Yeah, that's all it is. I totally understand that, and it makes sense for ESPN. I guess it I, makes sense for for Pat because you're with the the esports company. You know what I mean? But you know, even though it's just been kind of dull in my opinion for a while well the thing is is like he 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 does so well on his own so i don't know why he 
it's almost like he was like, I'm going to go with ESPN. That way I don't have to do as much anymore. Maybe. Because now he's going to go, he's going to do his show every day. And then he's going to go on these other shows like he has been. He's going to go do um, college football Saturdays. And then he's going to go, you know, he'll do probably do an NFL show. But the problem with getting a younger audience and having Pat McAfee on everything is you're going to get Pat McAfee fatigue. Yeah, probably. Like, you're going to see it's like Greeny on ESPN. You don't have anything to balance it. Yeah, you don't or have even to have something similar to it, so you don't um, cook your golden goose. I guess is that is that the right <laughs> phrase? Right, right. And another thing is, is what's crazy is Pac-Man Jones is a big part of Pat McAfee's show. Yeah. Part of oh yeah, oh yeah, Pat. Uh, but like, and he pretty much. Just says what he wants to say. He doesn't oh, really hold back. Man. <laughs> yeah. So like, how long? How yeah. long before that kind of runs its course? And I, or, and I think yeah. Or they're gonna be like, hey, you can't have Pack on there. Right. And my thing is, is like, he, he does add to that show. He is he is an interesting part of that show. It gives Pacman Jones is an interesting dude. Dude, he really is. He he does it like he knows his role on this show and he does it very well. And he that Pat McAfee is part of the reason why he got he got that fight in rough and rowdy. Oh yeah. And so I mean, him and Pat are buds. Like, and Pat isn't the type to sever relationships. But Pat likes doing the college likes doing college football. And I think likes that's going on these shows to get on ESPN to get into more of that world that if he wants. So the problem with that though, Richard, is is if. You like doing this, and they're going to tell you, well, you can't do this anymore unless you sever this relationship. Yeah, they're going to have some some upper hands to to control that one way or the other. Right. What's Pat going to do? Yeah. And, I mean, if he doesn't think it'll happen to him, it happened to pardon my take. Yep. It can happen to him. And And – was and that was recent too, right? No, part of my take was, oh, they just had the anniversary of it because it was on the podcast because they had their producer on and they talked about it. Was that what the video um, I seen? Well, that wasn't recent. That was from a year ago. No, like, hey, you're you're doing they're, they're in the middle of recording their show and that ESPN cancels them. Yeah, that was like five years ago, seven years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was recent. And that's what I thought. No, 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 no. I thought that when they signed Pat McAfee that they gave them the boot. No. So what happened was is ESPN, John Skipper was in charge at the time. So when they decided, hey, we need to go younger. And so they talked to Barstool and they're like, we want to have, we want to get PMT on and the only way Dave would ha- let PMT, and this almost broke part, part of my take, almost left Barstool there for a little bit. Um, Dave said deal. because of this deal, and Dave said the only way they can go on is it, if you can't call it part of my take Van Talk, you have to call it Barstool Van Talk. And PFT and Big Cat were kind of against it because 
Van Talk was going to be their show, part of yeah. my take show, because it's its own brand right now. If you really want, if you really think about it, and so yeah. like, but Dave was the boss, so it had to be called Van Talk. Yeah. When that happened, they did their first episode. In between their first episode and their second episode, there was a big fallout with the women at ESPN who were angry about them signing Barstool. So instead of John Skipper saying, hey, you know, we're, you know, they understand what's going on, blah, 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 blah. He sided with some. Didn't and they say I'm, it was like a coup? <laughs> I remember it, it, a word it, they said. It, it was a coup. It was a coup. It was straight up a coup because it was Sarah Spain and a couple of other female anchors, some who aren't even there anymore because they honestly they weren't particularly the best. But a lot of people like and I found this out. This is interesting. A lot of people wrote Jamel Hill into it. Okay. Big Cat said, I'll never say anything bad about Jamel Hill. I don't care how much she gets on people's nerves. Because when they tried to rope her into this, she said, nah, that's their money. I'm not messing with their money. Meaning, <laughs> they've already they got their contract. I'm yeah. going to let them see what they do. But I don't have to interact with them. I can still say what yeah. I say about them. But I'm not going to mess with their money. And I was like that and he's gone on he's gone on like literally gone on shows and said i'm gonna stop you right there i don't share that opinion you're saying right now because she did this like he goes out of his way to say that about her when all these other women were just trying to drag them through the mud and so what happened now is is uh so that just they go back and look at it now, and they're like, "That's the best thing that happened to us because we would not be as big as we are." Yeah, that was definitely, and, and stuff like that sometimes works the best for you because of that pub. Yeah, and and it just their audience is already kind of like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, kind of getting giving the finger to the you know to the to the guy to the establishment, to the yeah. establishment." Yeah, and so yeah, that probably helped them a lot. But Honestly. that's where, but that's where ESPN messed up, especially John Skipper. If they were just like, "Hey guys, we're just gonna see where this goes," you know, it's nothing. Were they disrespectful to females, or or is it just the Barstool brand? And it's as just a whole? the Barstool brand as a whole. And they employ a lot of females now. I mean, not the most, I guess, respectable, but. Uh, well, no, they they employ, but they have like, some. I mean, I'm just saying, there's a few <laughs> podcasts that you're like, okay. That's oh, raunchy. Well, they don't even do Call Her Daddy anymore. Call Her Daddy left Barstool. And, dude, that woman signed a $60 million contract with Spotify. Maybe more. Yeah, what was the, what's the other one, though? They kind of replaced that in a way. Uh, Mean Girls? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Mean Girls. See, Chicks in the Office is their pop culture podcast. And so... Like, it's crazy that they get all these stigmas because, like, people – and I understand why people, when they see Barstool, they can't see past Dave Portnoy. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, say what you will about Dave. I mean – But he's, he's not even – I mean, he's, he cre- he, he's not really like a – I don't know. 
I mean, I guess people think he's a scumbag. I don't think he's a scumbag, but I don't know. I mean, he's probably he's probably an asshole because he's so brash and brazen. And sometimes he should. The time that I did meet him. Yeah, it was in Knoxville, right? It was at the Tennessee. uh, Was it? Yeah, Tennessee Ole Miss game. That that infamous throwing stuff on the field game. Any really short? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like five seven. Well, if you ever see him taking pictures with people, he stands on his tippy toes. Oh yeah, because I took I did take a picture. Well, he was down there with Will Compton, right? And so I seen Will. Well, well, let's be honest. I, wait, wait. Will was down there with him. Let's just. Oh let's well, they were doing their it. whole. They brought the bus out there for that. Well, they did the college football show out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. they were all there. Um. And so I seen Will, and since Will's kind of close to the station, I was talking to him for a second, and then Dave was right there, and I had my camera, and just like, hey, you want to get a photo of you guys? And they're like, yeah. And so I talked to Dave for a second, and he, I mean, people were just, I wasn't, I wouldn't say like I had some conversation with him or anything, but he was fine, but he was getting hit up by everybody. Oh yeah, the sidelines on the sidelines he... college is just <laughs> insane because there's everybody's down there. That's one thing I will say more than anyone else, especially that at his magnitude, he, he takes time for fans and he, he will does. take he, pictures. He took photos and talked to people. I mean, he was trying to be short and sweet, which, you know, I, I understand and respect. Um, but he, he stayed down there. It wasn't like he was like trying to get away from people. Right now. He, he has said like, if I'm getting mobbed, I'll go away. But like he takes time now, now like going back to that, like, they can't see past Dave Portnoy. Yeah, he has said some things in the past, and he's done some stuff that's not favorable. He's Who apologized <laughs> and moved on. He's, you know, what? but he's not even really, he's kind of removed himself more so from Barstool now. Yeah. But back, like, back then, like, like, they were still doing things that they couldn't see past. But I'm going to try to bring this back into Pat McAfee is, is, if you don't, and Pat McAfee was part of Barstool at the time. Originally, weren't wasn't he in the in the beginning of that? No, no, no. He was he was like five or seven years into it. He was he signed with Barstool. Yeah, and he he started the Barstool Midwest, so he kind of did all that stuff there. But he was at Barstool when this happened. So for him, so he knows mm. how ESPN is. The, the but yeah, this the is history a, behind that whole situation, right? And he's, I mean, he's friends with Big Cat. He's friends with with uh, PFT. He knows the story. But I also think this is this is uh, ESPN's way of signing Barstool without signing Barstool, making up for their mistake. <laughs> yes. It is, yes. but how much different is his show than than PMT really? Leaps and bounds, like better. Leaps. I, I'm more of a PMT guy because yeah. they crack a lot of jokes. They tell a lot of uh, behind the scene, like they tell a lot of stories that aren't necessarily mainstream, but yeah. that did happen. Like um, just. Just different little things. They're not afraid to ask questions. They're not afraid. Like, if they have a bad interview, they're not scared to post it. They just post it. Like, they had yeah. a horrible interview with Dak Prescott. 
It was <laughs> so terrible. They were on him. It was on both because he. If you go on there, like if you, any, if there's a famous person listening to this right now, I doubt it seriously. But if there is, we appreciate it. First of all, yeah, share thank this, you. please, please. <laughs> um, but also, before you go do an interview, look at who you're getting interviewed by. Oh yeah. Look into like listen to a show, watch a show of theirs. Between the two ferns, and you don't know the concept, then it's going to be a bad day. Or like Sunday conversation. Yeah. Like That's if a, you. Yeah, newer version, I guess. Really. I, it is really what it is. So like, like know who you're going on. So these people would go on there not realizing what they were doing, and they were like, okay, this is just. And so then what they do, instead of just ending the conversation, they will try to make it more awkward because it's funny to them. Yeah. And so he just he just didn't play along at all. At all. And so they're like, all right, cool, we're going to make this awkward. <laughs> so, and, and they yeah. did. And when they ended the, the podcast, when they ended the interview... Dak Prescott forgot to hang up the phone. So then they got like two or three minutes of him talking bad about him. Damn, that's hilarious. And of course they put it on the show. Yeah. (laughs) I love when people do that. Like, just let let what really happened be out there. Yeah, exactly. And so they're not, they'll post bad stuff, but that's why I prefer them. Because I think they're a little bit funny, funnier, I, yeah. and I think Pat McAfee, yeah, they do to a degree too. But they'll they'll ask some questions. They milk. They, they sometimes for me they milk trying to be funny, and then it becomes not funny for me. It it becomes too sticky. Yeah, the show becomes sticky, and then when they do interviews, it's not it's not a question. It's never a question I wouldn't ask. It's always questions that I would have. And if I have that question, I know probably it's not that good of a question because I don't do it professionally. Like, there's never yeah, really. You know, and my two favorite interviews with them are honestly WWE guys when they interview Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar. And well, even, I think they kind of, the, the people, you know, the caliber of people that McMahon and Lesnar are, they're going to go in and just do their thing and they're going to have to sit back and respect it. <laughs> right. And, and they did. And they, then they, they were good. Well, the Vince McMahon, I think they caught some flack for because it was just, you know, they didn't want to disrespect like Pat McAfee knew that was his boss and he didn't want to disrespect his boss. So what do you expect him to do it's in that situation? Like, um, like, the Brock Lesnar was a good interview from what I yeah. remember. It actually was. So I can't really knock him on that, <laughs> but like, even with the Vince McMahon, what do you want him to do? That's his boss. Like, he's not going to go and say, so this uh, lawsuit that's going on about the lady, and you know, he's not going to ask those type of questions. He's going to ask softball questions, and he's going to have fun with them. Yeah. So that's and, it. And um, that's all he really needed to do. When you have that, those, to me, I'm already in because of who it is. Like, you, that's all you need to do. Yeah, but I don't, the, I don't need you to be the star of your own show. I need the interviewee to be the star of the show. Y- yeah, but people like Vince McMahon, they're not gonna go. 
they're not going to go where you want them to go. You kind of have to. But you either see, that's, you either that's where you, I don't get along with their audience because they're wanting to go into some crazy land and you know you don't need to do that all the time. Oh yeah, you definitely don't. But like, it's like um, uh, who did? I'm trying to think of an interview and I can't think of the one specifically. I want to know right now. Um, who did it? I can't think of it. Like. They they asked a certain question, like when 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 you get an interviewer to tell a story with little to no like goading or anything like that, that's when you know you've done a good job. And I think that's where part of my like I will say this part of my take spitting chicklets, they'll get guys to tell stories and they'll just back away, like they'll. Step they, aside and let them tell the story. They give all the room to breathe. Yeah, where exactly. Pat McAfee may interject step on it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but with, with a ridiculous reactions, <laughs> right? And that crazy laugh. Yeah. In uh, a cuzzo or a buddy or a chief or something like that. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why he has AJ Hawk on his show. Oh, dude, I. <coughs> He must have something on him because I don't get it either. And uh, and that dude provides uh, like, look, I don't want to be disrespectful, but that dude provides nothing for that show to me. Dude, I was watching a show with him and Pat, it was the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee wasn't on it. It was A.J. Hawk and Pac-Man Jones. This oh, is shit. how this is how A.J. Hawk brought up a subject. He goes, huh, smoking a cigar, mind you, being a host. So there's going to be long periods where he doesn't say words because he's smoking a cigar. Smoking a cigar. <laughs> yes, that's what that's what hosts do. Long periods without words. Goes draws. He goes, huh? Draws his cigar, like smokes a little bit. He goes, oh, uh, George is not going to the White House. What's that about? He's asking Pac-Man Jones that. He just says it. He doesn't ask anybody. Oh. He just kind of throws it out to the <laughs> room. About? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny, honestly. But he's being serious. It's funny to us because we're like, what All a right. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. But like he asks it to the room. I'm and everybody cook. They just Yeah, all right. Let me let me see what you're doing here. And so but out to the credit of the guys in the room of the Pat McAfee show, they pick up the ball and they're like, Oh, they said it has something to do with the student class schedules and they're not able to go, you know, whatever the story was. And he goes, his exact words goes, huh? Makes sense. That's what I don't understand. I don't know if it's, they're doing that on purpose, but like every time that they're like, they'll team up and he's just like straight face and, and like he's in La La Land and you're like, is he okay? I dude, I don't, he doesn't play a lot. Like, he, <laughs> Now, when he what's weird is is when he does football commentary, which he still does, doesn't he for ESPN? I, I don't know. Like hey, I believe that's he does become college such games. a revolving door. I have no clue who's broadcasting who's where. for them. I'm almost positive he does college football for ESPN. I could be wrong, but like when he does college football games, he's a lot more into it and a lot more like about it than he yeah. has a TV show he does every day that millions of people have watched. So I'm like. Yeah. What is going on? It's like 
he, you couldn't have two people more night and day. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if that's on purpose, and that's why it's the thing, but it's it's almost too awkward. It's wild. It is. Or it is it too is awkward. Wild. For me, at least. But, but then you have, you have Pat McAfee, AJ Hawk, and Pac-Man Jones in a room. But yeah. let me tell you, that is some... That's some that's some TV to watch. Yeah, <laughs> Hackman Jones is a very intriguing person, and going back to his days when he was here as a Titan, there was the first time I ever met Pac-Man. I was actually with my cousin, and we were getting autographs from players at the time, and he was uh, skipping down the hallway. And I was like, what what is he doing over there? And I'm like, and 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 my cousin goes, That's that's Pac-Man. I was like, okay. And then there's this kid, like it was in this like hotel lobby, and there was this kid, like this kind of walked out in front of him by accident, wasn't paying attention, and he stopped and like mean mugged the hell out of this little kid and was like, I'm like, is he trying to square it with this like six year old kid? <laughs> And my cousin's like, man, he might. <laughs> and then he like says something, and then just starts skipping along and starts like just hollering out stuff. Like I don't even know what the hell he was saying. I bet he had headphones in, and he was just he was singing no, to the he music. He didn't. Oh, that's so weird. But I, <laughs> at that point in time, he was probably the Titans' biggest offensive threat. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they were letting him do whatever he wanted to do. That might have been. Let's see. That was two thousand. He was drafted in two thousand five. So that was uh, man, who was that? Well, McNair was still the quarterback. Oh, so they, okay. So, never mind. They were still halfway decent. No, they weren't. Two thousand four, two thousand five were really bad years for the Titans. I believe. Oh, okay. Because so 2003, because 2003 was like Steve McNair co-MVP with Peyton Manning, and they uh, went to like the AFC Championship, I think, and lost. Yeah. Um, and then 2004, it was like because they took Peyton Manning like sixth overall, so they had a bad season in 04, and then 05 was even worse, and then they had the third overall pick and took Vince Young the next year. That's right. And then that's the year he really took off. With punt returns and interceptions. Oh, dude, he was amazing at at that. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. And then the to... fact that Pac-Man Jones got into a fist fight with with uh, Albert Hainsworth at a guitar center. I mean, at a um, uh, what's the uh, at a Gibson guitar event? <laughs> what's weird is is I know we got off the uh, Pat McAfee thing, but I think we kind of ran that dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's crazy about Pac-Man Jones is is you hear about that fight, and at the time, everybody was like, Pac-Man Jones is an asshole, ain't nothing but a thug, gotta kick him off the team, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out, Richard, Albert Hainsworth was probably the asshole. Um, well, <laughs> he was, honestly, I could, I, I could say this, and uh, God bless Albert, he's had some health issues over the last few years. I think he's okay now. Um, but he's like half the size of what he used to be. But yeah. um, when he did the cleaning of Andre Garrard, the center for the Cowboys, and went to anger management, after that he was a completely different guy. 
And uh, but before that, yeah, he was. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> he was not say a nice that person. Because I mean, when he went to like what he did when he went to Washington, and then he, what he did when he went to Tampa Bay, and then what he did when he went to New England. Who? Albert Hainsworth. He didn't play in New England. I thought he did. He didn't. When did he play in Tampa? Dude, hold on. I'm do- I'm gonna look this up, but. I thought he was done after the Washington because his back, his back, he injured his back real bad and he couldn't play anymore. I know he signed. Yep. You ready for this? Yeah. Tennessee Titans, 2002, 2008. Washington Redskins, 2009, 2010. New England Patriots, 2011. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2011. Damn. I did not know he played for those two teams at the end of his career. Oh, yeah. But uh, but obviously he he probably didn't make the entire season because he was with two teams in one year already. Well, he got cut by New England and then Tampa Bay picked him up. That's what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got his it back. back was gone after uh, like his second year in Washington. His back went out and he was never the same. Because I mean that that I mean when he was in his prime, like those oh, last three monster. seasons with the Titans. He was the most unstoppable defensive lineman in the league, but then he got paid by Washington. Uh, was that was that the first hundred million dollar contract in NFL history for uh, a defensive player? I believe for a defensive player, yeah. Yeah, I mean, See, I'm, I'm reading here in 2010 he got suspended by Washington for not coming to practice. Yeah, and to, he got traded to the Patriots for a fifth round pick. Oh, the he tra- lasted. That he money. lasted. He lasted less than four months with the Patriots and got placed on waivers. <laughs> they cut him, and then Tampa oh, Bay picked him up off waivers. You know why they cut him? Because he got in a confrontation with the coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look. He was claimed off waivers by the team, uh, and then he was released. The next, the be as soon as he could be the next season. For about with Tampa. Yeah, so he didn't even get his full contract. He didn't even play then, probably. Uh, he he, he play. played some. He played some, not a lot. Okay. Yeah. But he didn't get his full contract with uh, Washington. He never saw that full contract because he got yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee. Though, but yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like. I'm, I'm sure anger management did help some, and he was a different person, but he was still an asshole. Yeah, well, he wasn't as bad as he was. I, oh, just imagine as, how bad he was then. Well, there was, I mean, he fucking cleated a guy's face open <laughs> in the middle of a game. He tried to fight a cornerback, for God's sakes. I actually, Pac-Man <laughs> tried to fight him. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Pac-Man hit him first, <laughs> which is crazy, because Pac-Man's not a very big guy. Well, maybe Pac-Man was thinking. Pac-Man does only not got give one a shit, though. <laughs> He's probably like, he only won got that, one Matt, shit that out of Rowdy this. fight too, didn't he? No, he got beat. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, but that's just because he he's not like when guys train for boxing, they're not used for rough and rowdy fights. Yeah, rough and rowdy's not necessarily boxing. So it's just and, and, it's exactly what his title is. Exactly. But people forget, man, Pac-Man's from College Park, Georgia, from hood Atlanta. No, no, Pac-Man is a bad dude. 
He's a bad dude. He is uh, not scared. That's for sure. He, no, he's not scared. But I'll say this too. He ended up having a really good career. I mean, well, I want to say really good. He ended up having a, a good career because he. What did he? How many years did he play? Like thirteen. Yeah, I believe so. Because he, he once he got to since like you know obviously he got his time with Tennessee like his first couple seasons was like everybody loved him and then he got into trouble and all that got suspended a few times and then I think went to the Cowboys and then had the same issues and then maybe bounced around before getting to Cincinnati and then once yeah. he was in Cincinnati he was fine and he played there for like six or seven seasons and had had a nice little pro career. Now gets a pension from the NFL because he had 10, 10 seasons in. So was he worth a six overall pick? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I'm going to have to go back and look and see who was on the board at that time and play the what-if <laughs> game. Dude. that's always fun. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's never. It never is. Because then you get mad. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I I do that a lot. I am gonna. I'm actually gonna do that here in a few minutes when we get off here. (laughs) Like, I know I've did it before, but I couldn't remember. Can't remember who was there. No, dude. All right. That that might have been the Aaron Rodgers draft, actually. But uh. Uh, Well, it's about that time for me, sir. Good show, good episode, fun times. Yeah, appreciate you. And, uh, look forward to talking to y'all next week and uh, seeing you next weekend. Yes, you sir. That'd be fun, fun times. All the boys doing beers. Yep, doing beers. All right, well, man, you take it easy, and uh, I'll holler at you later. All right, man. All right, laters. See you.